1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another blockbuster weekend in Scottish football. Rangers keep up their recent winning run going with the victory at Hibs as Celtic are held by St Mirren. St Johnson secure their safety leaving three others to fight it out while Hearts make a move for third and an incredible end to the SWPL season as Glasgow City wrap up the title in the most dramatic fashion. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna. Well never mind just look Looking back, Gordon, how's about looking forward to a marvellous, majestic midweek where there's something in every game? Then D United against Kilmarnock, a relegation six-pointer. Ross County, they need a win at home to St Johnson, who are now safe themselves. Aberdeen could clinch third with a home win against St Mirren, but Hearts can keep that fight alive if they can win in Stevie Naismith's return to Ibrox. Hibs want to stay in touch with Hearts ahead of the derby on Saturday, but they can only do that with a result against Celtic and even your own motherwell, Gordon can get the bragging rights for finishing top of the bottom six with a win at Livy. It's so exciting, Marvin Bartley has ditched Portugal, the pool, <laughs> and the pina coladas to come and talk about it. Well, if Rogers look forward, I'm going to look back, and this is the only time I'm going to speak about Hearts. What a magnificent result it was for them at the weekend. A huge game against Aberdeen, you know, in that race for third place. It was brilliant to see Stephen Naismith, a, a young manager, trying to get a job on a full-time basis, and I don't think he's done his chances any harm with that 2-1 win. 01419511025 That is the number you need So come on then No shortage of talking points from the weekend So whatever is on your mind This is the time and the place to share it If we're talking Easter Road yesterday What did you learn Rangers fans? What did you take away from it? I know there was another goal for Todd Cantwell There was a first goal in a long time For Yanis Hadji There was yet another goal for James Tavernier Did you learn anything else About you know the fringe players The guys that have come in Guys that have maybe proved They've got a future Guys that maybe Showing they don't have a future Celtic fans It is not often You get held At home What did you make of that On Saturday Against St Mirren Is this just to be expected Is this just what happens When you wrap up the title so early Does the foot inevitably Come off the gas Or are you a little bit frustrated At the last couple of results Tell us why it's happening Let us know 01419511025 I would absolutely love to hear from anyone Who was caught up Whether in person or in front of the TV In that SWPL title race yesterday Because it was incredible Women's game, men's game Any level of the game I'm not sure uh, we've ever seen an ending to a season like that And maybe we never will again So if you've any thoughts on it Do let us know On the same number As Roger quite rightly says We've got the relegation picture at the bottom Ross County, Dundee United, Kilmarnock None of you want to win And take the initiative down there What is happening? Who is going to face the drop? The battle for third? The playoffs? It is all happening So give us a call on 01419511025 Right now Please Result of the weekend Roger Hanna um, I think you and I saw it Gordon Down at Rugby Park Kilmarnock Nelson Johnston won Stephen McLean If you're wanting To land a manager's job On a permanent basis Then this is the way To work your audition Go down there Say you're going to win the game Say you're going to play Premiership football For a 15th state season And he's gone And he's been good To his work And done it and it's given Marvin a very quiet weekend in the house <laughs> Officially safe St Johnson Just in case anyone hadn't noticed So officially safe It's between the other three Marvin your result of the weekend St Mirren 
Um, I know they didn't win the game. Getting the draw, Celtic obviously scored in the 81st minute to equalise, but I think that is a magnificent result for them. Um, a team who always seem to do really well against Celtic. They've got it to the top six. Now they're trying to stake a claim for fifth place. So that 2-2 draw for me is result of the weekend. Yeah, St Mirren fans, you might want to get in touch. Goal of the weekend. I thought the standard was quite yeah. high this week, I must say. None higher than Josh Ginelli. Oh. Uh, the hearts equaliser against Aberdeen. Um, even having the belief to try that from a way out the other angle, the sort of inside left channel and... Kellerus, who for me has been the best goalkeeper in the country in the second half of the season, didn't get anywhere near it. It was incredible. I'll give you that, Marvin. Who's getting your nod? I'm going with Bruce Anderson. Um, he's oh, had a, come on. A, a real Livingston <laughs> bias here. Listen, he deserves it. He's had a real stop-start season. You know, after last season, I think you know he was Livingston's top goal scorer and did extremely well before an injury at the end of the season. But for me, that was a magnificent finish. You know, the composure to take it on your right foot and then to put it in with your left. I thought it was a brilliant goal for Bruce and hopefully he can kick on for the last few games. You've been put up to that. You'll get a text in a minute. Uh, Howler of the weekend, this is where it gets more entertaining. Now, you see Marvin as a positive oasis of positivity about Bruce Anderson's goal, wonderful goal, wonderful player. Um, the flip side of that is the goalies had one, Gordon. Where is Mark Berigetti going? He's coming out, Loic Haina's going back, one leaves it to the other, and Bruce snaps in. It is a decent finish. He should never have had the chance to score the goal. Howler for you? Awara Edwards at Ross County. Came on in the 77th minute, booked in the 85th minute, second book in the 91st minute. I think Roger said that's his third sending off of the season. For me, it's just not acceptable. Yeah, okay. A few others got off the hook lately there on the Howlers, I think. And top man, top performer, performer of the weekend. Well, Curtis Main. He scored two yeah. at Celtic Park. He hit the post. He might have had a hat trick, apart from the one that hit the post. Absolutely terrific display for a man who's only two games until he's out of contract. Marvin, if you're looking for him to go to <laughs> Queen of the South, he's just added another couple of quid to it. <laughs> He'll make it a checkbook out I think I think Rodgers have to lend me a few quid for that one <laughs> Who's your top man, top performer? Van Veen You know, to score that pressure penalty um, To keep his run going also For me Was absolutely massive The man has ice in his veins at this moment in time um, I think he's one goal away uh, From the Viduka record Which would be absolutely magnificent Without being disrespectful for playing for a team You know, outside of the big two to do what he's done and as I said to put that penalty away in the 99th minute with huge pressure upon him um, he is my man of the weekend he's, got, no. he's going to Levy next will he do it at Levy on Wednesday I night I thought you meant moving to Levy <laughs> <laughs> oh, no I thought that was a exclusive off the floor. Um, hopefully not I'm actually going to go and watch that game so hopefully not Roger there we go 01419511025 whatever you took away from the weekend now is the time to share it Easter Road yesterday Rangers fans who's impressing you ahead of next season who's not Celtic fans is, is, is it fine are you completely okay with dropping points at this stage of the season because the title is done or are you seeing things that are annoying you slightly you can let us know granted there is a potential treble around the corner Hearts and Aberdeen in the race for third The relegation battle And that SWPL title finale yesterday Roger Hanna Incredible, doesn't even cover it Yeah, incredible from start to finish When you think 24,000 people I think at the two games A record attendance at Celtic Park The remarkable drama Celtic go 2-0 up It looks as if they're going to win it um, Rangers are pushing uh, uh, Glasgow City are pushing Glasgow then get the uh, 92nd minute winner There's still time for Rangers to have a goal chalked off 
And despite that only being Rangers' second league defeat of the season Incredibly, they miss out on the Champions League berths Glasgow City got a 16th title And Fran Alonso Celtic going to the Champions League with them Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant end to it uh, My ears are just coming back down to normal after Ailey screaming in them <laughs> uh, Obviously with her friend Leanne Ross taking over the helm at Glasgow City um, Halfway through the season uh, they've dropped a, a lot of points recently, so I think it was kind of one of those moments that if you can do it in any way, then that was probably the perfect way for it to happen. As Roger said with that goal really late, it was fantastic to see so many people packed into Ibrox as well to watch the game. Uh, the game's constantly growing, but you know Glasgow City will be absolutely delighted today, if not a little bit hungover. Well, I can imagine. Let's go then, 01419511025. If you've any thoughts on that or any of the talking points from the weekend... Let's get stuck into them. John is in Canvas Lang first up. How are you, John? I'm very well. Uh, good evening, Gordon, Roger and Marvin. Hi, John. Hope you're both well. Good, uh, thank you. He's well, sorry. Uh, I just want to talk about, I mean, for Rangers, it's not been a great season, but Todd Cantwell has been a shining light the last, since he's came to Rangers. I just feel he's just been a really a brilliant signing. And the uh, last two, three games, he's been man of the match. But I feel as if, that's a sort of player we wouldn't have got if he wasn't out of form down in England and sometimes out of form players come up here and you hope they do well but he's come in and worked with one and a half million he's been an absolute steal and I feel we're pre-season under him and a couple of more signings it's, I think it's looking good for the, the next season uh, and I've got another wee point after that if I can Absolutely uh, I was um, Listen, I remember Todd Cantwell years ago John when he sort of came through in that Norwich team with Timo Pukki and some others and he, he looked an, a nice player and you sort of lose track of players I think he was away on loan at Bournemouth And then Rangers get him in January And I can't pretend that I'd been watching his career Avidly for the last couple of years But then there's but, probably a reason for that Exactly But I was at, for Super Scoreboard I was at the St Mirren game at Ibrox Rangers won 5-2 It was a bit of a fight Back and forth And they get three goals in the last 10 or 12 minutes And I was really struck by his work rate Now he's clearly a very nice footballer He's clearly got great technique But what surprised me was the amount of work he gets through up and down the park, joining in the midfield, then busting beyond the, the, the strikers. And I was really taken by his work ethic and his sort of determination. And I thought then he looked a good signing. And as you see, with a pre-season under his belt, was that five goals in his last eight games now, John? I think with a pre-season under his belt, you, you could be right. He'll be a very valuable player next season for Michael Beale. Yeah, and um, as Roger said there, you know, came through at Norwich and was absolutely fantastic. Kind of lost his way a little bit and then and went on loan to Bournemouth. Didn't really happen for him. Then back to Norwich, but there was never, ever any doubt about his ability. I think, you know, sometimes players just need a spark. They need to go to a new club with new surroundings. And he's came to a massive club in Rangers. Probably didn't realise how big they actually are because, you know, being down in England, sometimes you don't realise. And he's really taken to it. Um, you know, 25 years of age, his prime still ahead of him. And if he can recapture you know, that form that he showed when he first came through at Norwich, which he's going in the right direction to do, what a player Rangers have on their hands. Has his work rate surprised you? Again, I think every sort of knew that that sort of ball player creative the other side yeah. of the game maybe was was not what we were expecting. No, because I I'd known about him from when he first came through at Norwich, or he'd be obviously being down in England, so I always knew that he worked hard. And sometimes, as Roger said, those style of players, sometimes people who don't watch them live think are, you know, he comes alive when he has the ball, but he does so much more in and around the game and you know that 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 is that that is a side to his game that a lot of flair players don't normally do they don't normally work as hard as he does but you know his creativity on the ball and Michael Bill you know called for more numbers from him recently and has he shown up definitely has what about the blue headband John if James Bisgrove starts <laughs> selling blue Cantwell headbands in the Rangers shop over the summer will you buy one 
Well, I've got no hair, so I'll ruin the day. Don't let that stop you. I should think it's under that. Put it that way. Is there a, you know, John, if he's if he's exciting you about next season, because this is sort of this experimental period, I think, isn't it? You know, trying to assess what's there and, and what's going to be there. Is there is there any anyone that's maybe not doing it for you for next season? Anyone that you think it's maybe time to to move on or find alternatives to? I mean, the ones that are at a contract, they'll move on. And apart from that, there's, I mean, there's players that can frustrate you at times, like maybe Sakala, but his numbers are good. And he's got the heart of that line at times. He runs and runs, and he might miss four or five chances, but he'll always be there, and, and he's always trying to get the end of things. And apart from that, I mean, the players we've got that are not got a contract, most of them... Uh, I've done well, mate. At a push, if you're going to real Davis at the back, I'm still not sure about him yet, but I think Suter's come in and done really well, so he might find it hard to get back in when, uh, if it's Suter and Golden next season. Yeah, is, is Suter slowly creeping up as a a sort of point for optimism for Rangers fans for next season, well, Roger? He's, he's creeping far too slowly because somebody in this show tipped him for player of the year about 10 months ago, so it's, a, it's been a very slow creep, if you like. Yeah, God, he's injured. He, he, he's done the last couple of games. He's done well. I was quite impressed with him at Easter Road yesterday. The first time he'd ever played with young Leon King, and I thought they looked good against a very good centre forward in Kevin Nisbet. So the bad news for Rangers would be if Conor Goldson isn't fit for the start of the Champions League qualifiers. I think Michael Bill said six weeks immobile with this foot injury and another four or five weeks of rehab. After that, that's suddenly taking you into the time when Rangers go into these big European qualifiers. So. If it's not Goldson and Suter, I tend to think it will be Suter and a new signing because, like John, I am far from convinced about Ben Davis. Wouldn't at all surprise me if he was mm. back down in England by the start of next year. Because you know, it feels like it's easy for a, a I can say the word because he's not here and he hates it, a narrative to set in, Marvin, because John Suter has had his injury problems, came to Rangers and was injured for ages. So everyone's sort of, ah, look, th- th- there it goes again. Comes back in and makes a mistake Makes a high mm-hmm. profile mistake In a very very In the highest profile of game So everyone's sort of got You know All sort of written off And it just takes a couple of weeks To maybe remind yourself He's actually pretty good The guy that you know Scored for Scotland against Denmark Before his injury And actually played really well In the cup final for Hearts Against Rangers Knowing that he was going there In the summer Yeah exactly And like you said Sometimes in this country We're too quick to write players off I think that was his sixth start Of the season um, so yes, he's had his injury problems, but it's also, you know, footballers aren't robots. Sometimes it's difficult to get up to speed and, and he'll admit himself, he's probably not up to speed at this moment in time. Um, he's going to run out of games to get up to speed, but if he can stay fit over the summer, get through pre-season, etc. They have a fantastic centre-half on, on their hands and that's why they signed him. And like you said, the, the injuries have been unfortunate, but I think yesterday, as Roger said there, you know, he really handled Nisbet mm. and he showed his physical strength and also his leadership skills as well because he's got Robbie behind him, he's not played a lot of games and a young centre-half also alongside him. What else you got for us, John? Uh, just a special what mention, uh, James Tavener. I'm looking at his stats today, and in the last five seasons, he's been involved in 153 goals. And a lot of people have a go at his defence defending, but uh, he scored his first ever goal for Rangers against Hibs as a free kick. And yesterday, 400 appearances, another free kick, but 153 goals in five seasons for a right back. That's like 30 plus goals a season, a problem. That's phenomenal. I don't know what you think Yeah and listen It was quite amazing that It was even the same end At Easter Road The same corner Of mm-hmm. the net At Easter Road yesterday um, David Marshall I don't think I'll look back <laughs> at it With any fondness But Not only do you need to Think about doing it You need to be able to 
execute it as well And listen, it was a terrific goal 101 goals he's got now in 400 games It cost something in the region of £250,000 With Martin Waghorn when he came up So regardless what anyone thinks about James Tavernier and his abilities Pound for pound, he's one of the best signings Rangers have made in the modern era Where is the balance between great strike and goalkeeping howler for you? Where are you moving the dial? I'm moving the dial closer to goalkeeping howler Are you? If I'm, I'm honest, surprised yeah. that you, Listen, you hate it, goalies though I've noticed <laughs> that, but you, you do it is, it, is a brilliant, it is a brilliant strike But one, I think David Marshall would expect to keep out of the back of the mm. net um, Genuinely, you know, if he saw that happen to somebody else He would say to himself, 10 times out of 10, I'll save that and I'll stop that was he slightly too aggressive with, with his starting position? It seems so. Don't get me wrong, taking nothing away from James Tavernier because he has put it, you know, extremely close to that post. But I'd expect a goalkeeper of David Marshall's stature to, to be saving that. And I think are, he would expect to save it too. Are you telling me the polar bear would have got there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Big Conrad, <laughs> he'd have been standing there because he wouldn't have been starting that aggressive position. He didn't come off his line except for in that cup final. <laughs> um... <laughs> Trying to think about the other sort of debating points. If you, I know Lee Johnson wasn't happy, might get the chance to play it later yeah. on. Uh, certainly with the refereeing, he didn't feel that the free kick should have been given. What was your take on it? I had no problem with the free kick. I think Lee Johnson was more annoyed that his players weren't getting in the faces of the Rangers players and were being a little too passive. What was his quote after the game in his playing days? He did with a wee pull at Todd Cantwell's hairband to try and pull him back. I think he said afterwards. Um, so listen. Hibs, they needed a win, they didn't get a win They badly need a win against Celtic Wednesday night They won't get a win And then their season finishes at Tynecastle on Saturday lunchtime Marvin knows better than me The pressures that fall upon managers and players at Hibs And I think if Hibs finish the season with defeats to Rangers, Celtic and Hearts It's going to be a long summer for Lee Johnson No issue with the... Award of the free kick for you? No, not at all. Listen, it's a free kick every day of the week for me, and and that's me with my kind of Hibs hat on. Um, you know, you know, as a player, as soon as somebody turns the other direction, you put your hands up, and you know, as soon as you touch them, it is a free kick. You know, that I don't have a problem with that being awarded. I think more of the problem, as I said, is with it ended up in the back of the net the way it did. Mm, these were Michael Beale's thoughts on the game. Mentality of the group today was absolutely fantastic because the preparation couldn't have been any worse. I thought it might be an interesting day for us because we probably had 12 players that are not available. So I think the mentality of the starting team was absolutely outstanding. I thought we were clearly the better team. Hibbs obviously fighting for a European place, but he didn't feel that in the game. I thought we were, we were comfortable throughout, certainly after... James scored the free kick and really pleased with the free goals today. James on his 400th game, it's a fantastic moment again from him as a captain to get us in front. Yanis, his first goal in 15 months and what he's been through, I'm, I'm delighted for him and then Todd again. But I would probably say today, it's strangely really because we were dominant in the game in terms of the ball, but I thought John Suit was absolutely outstanding. Thank you very much to John 01419511025. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu next if any of you Celtic fans want to join in. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley are here at so 1419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. So get in touch, let us know what you're thinking after a busy old weekend in Scottish football, whether it was Easter Road yesterday, Celtic Park. On Saturday, Celtic fans, how are you feeling? Could you not care less about this dip in form? Is it just typical in the season once you've wrapped the league? Is it absolutely no problem at all? Or 
He's starting to get a little bit annoyed At some of the high standards dropping You tell us on the phones uh, Right now we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu In the not too distant future as well So get all your thoughts in please Let's speak to David Who's in Southampton first though Hi David Hi guys, how are you doing? Not bad, how are you? Good, thanks, good Good, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, uh, point out Particularly to Marvin uh, In the nicest possible way um, That I rang uh, about uh, two, three weeks ago To say that uh, I think that Rangers Were due to give Celtic a, a bit of a drubbing Drubbing by two or three goals And pretty much got laughed out of court By, by all of you, to be honest <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, I remember, remember that As soon as I heard his voice I was like, did oh, you? here we David, go David, you know what, fair enough did, Now, I was going to say fair <laughs> enough for waiting But did you wait specifically for Marvin to come back on? <laughs> Want to get Marvin? Fair play, because you know what he did. Yeah, I I had forgotten all about that because we all sort of acknowledged. Yeah, of course Rangers could win, but they're not going to be. They're not going to beat Celtic by a few goals. Yep, you called it, David. You called it, mate. You were right. Do you happen to know tomorrow night's Euro Millions numbers? <laughs> I wish, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I must admit, I, I did. I felt so confident because I thought that we'd been the best team uh, in, you know, two of the last, the previous three old firm games. I thought we were the better team, so I just felt it that we were actually due to give them a beat. Now I, I know it was in the least important game, and, and there's all the jokes about being a friendly, etc. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But uh, you know, I think we we totally uh, were due to give give them a bit of a beating. So. Uh, you know, I'm really optimistic for next season. I think uh, with the first two signings that uh, Beal's made, Cantwell and Raskin, you know, if they're anything to go by, I think we're going to have a really, really good side next year. And I don't think we're that far away anyway. As I say, I don't think we need, you know, 15 players in and 15 players out that some people seem to be, be saying. I don't think it's anywhere near that. That kind of number is needed. I think we've got the, the, the basis of a really good team if we can keep 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 everyone get everyone fit and back. Uh, including people like Lawrence, you know, who tends to get forgotten about. Yeah, no, listen, uh, David, writing what he said, you know, I'm not going to argue with him last time I did that. You know, this is why this call's come about today. Um, but I, I agree, you know, I think I think Rangers have looked good. I think there's a, a person that's not been spoken about yet and Sakala playing up front. And it was something that I spoke about a long time ago. And you speak about the ball playing players that Rangers do have, but they weren't able to stretch the pitch. So teams were defending against them and being awfully aggressive, which, you know, kind of compacts the space for, you know, your ball playing centre midfielders. I think when you have him at the top end, and listen, I'm not saying he's the best finisher in the world, but that threat of the pace and his ability to run in behind um, is a massive, massive problem for defenders. You know, playing back there myself before the last thing you want to play against is pace. And I think, you know, Hadji's goal, he heads it down to him. But I think the worry that his defenders have, we've known if that ball does go over the top, that he'll be on the end of it. Um, I think that's helped improve Rangers. And I think Michael Beale will be looking at it. If it's, it's not Sakala to start up front next season, I think they do need that kind of on-the-shoulder centre-forward to be there. You, you've got our last prediction, right, Dave? You're predicting good things for Rangers next season. You clearly know what you're talking about. What are your thoughts on Queen of the South's chances in League <laughs> 1 next season? Don't answer that. Do not answer that. You'll ruin this guy's holiday if it's a, if it's a negative prediction. Um, I think the new signings feels like an obvious one, David, for people to say, oh, that, that's what's giving me hope for next season because they've, they've done fairly well since they came in. Is there anything else that you, you're particularly liking the look of now that you think could be explored further next season? Uh, yeah, I think um, you know some of the signings we've been linked with now, I know it could be all paper talk, but uh, you know so far uh, I, like, I like the look of some of the signings um, you know, we've been linked with, um, particularly... Um, uh, I've forgotten his name. Forgotten his name now. The goalkeeper, um, Butland. Jack Butland. 
Yeah, Butland, sorry. Yeah, thanks for thanks for that. Yeah, went blank there for a minute. Uh, Butland, I think if we get Butland in, I think he's a really good experienced keeper. You know, I think he's, he, he, I would say he's better than Joe Hart. So I think he'll be a, a fantastic signing. If we can get him, uh, money seems to be potentially the issue, but if we can get him, that would be a really, really good start. Um, but, you know, I don't think we need, I think we need a couple of strikers for sure. Um, but I think on the wings, we're good. Uh, midfield, we're good. Maybe one, one other centre midfielder. Um, and uh, another centre half, and then and then and then I think we're okay. Then it just depends on how many are going out to be to be replaced. In effect, you know, obviously we need numbers in in all positions. But my last prediction is that next season I think we're going to win the league by at least ten points. There you oh, go. Oh wow, Dude, he's. He's, he's very confident after. And back to this is the thing we now just we can't shoot that down because no. you have to learn your lesson. Uh, yeah. But it's bold. I think we would agree with that. I, I, I think. David in Southampton Does not deal in half measures <laughs> You're either in just make with it 20 David points. Or you're out And David is all in On Rangers mm. It must be the earliest We've ever taken A league prediction <laughs> no, Two weeks before The current season's actually uh, Actually finished um, I feel like there's like, There's obvious ones now You know like Kent and Morelos I think you know we know that I, you know, I think what's more interesting Rogers There's so many that are in this Middle area And they're under contract So what are you going to do Are you going to sell them Do yeah. they become a main part Bit plot One who jumped out yesterday Who we don't really Talk about too much Because he's, he's not Been involved Yanis Hadji Now out for ages Comes back And whilst the game's going on I can see furious debates On social media From people saying Do you know what I, th- I think Yanis Hadji's time's done at Rangers I don't think he can cut it And other people saying Are you joking? The guy's been out for ages Give him a chance Then he pops up and scores So I feel like there are, there are a number of those players That are right in that middle ground Who may well become key players next season But could could quite easily not Yeah, well, David's saying he doesn't think they need 15 in and 15 out um, There'll probably be about 7 out of contract going out so you would want seven coming in to replace those Because you don't think you really want the squad to be much smaller When you're competing in so many fronts next season The ones that interest me And Michael Beale mentioned them in the Sunday newspapers yesterday Borna Barisic, a year to go John Lundstrom, a year to go I don't think Rangers want to get into the situation again That they're in with Kent and Morelos this summer Where players with a potential value are allowed to go for nothing So I, I think either Barisic and Lundstrom will be invited to sign on again, maybe two or three year deals, or they'll be told to try and find themselves something else this summer so Rangers can recoup a bit of money on them. And then you look at the Hadges, the Scott Rides, the John McLaughlins, maybe Ben Davis, people like that who probably would struggle to get into the first pick Rangers team at the start of next season. Can you look to get money for them? And you can even extend that to Antonio Cholak. It wouldn't surprise me if he was sold... Terrific start under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I think he got the goal of the season at the Rangers Wards dinner last night for the goal against PSV Eindhoven. It was certainly the most valuable goal of the season to Rangers financially, but hasn't featured much under Michael Beale. There will be strikers coming in. You just wonder what the future holds for him this summer. Yeah, and I think Barisic just touched on that point there, which I think he will be kind of shown the door. And, you know, it would be a shaking of hands and thank you for your service. I think you're right with a year to go. A Croatian international, I think, you know, it's there's money there for him. I think, you know, you've got Yilmaz already in the building. Obviously, you had another left-back for competition, but I, I think Michael Bill prefers a more athletic left-back. You know, obviously watching his, his team at QPR and seeing Yilmaz come in and, and, and do well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think he prefers that type. 
I think it allows, especially if you've got someone like Hadji in front of him, he's going to come a lot narrower. You do need a runner in behind. I don't think Barisic's legs to go in behind are what they used to be, although his delivery is, you know, A1. Um, so I could see him going. John Lundstrom, I think, still has something to add. I really, really do. Um, I think he'll probably be invited to, a, you know, sign a new contract. But as you said, if they don't do that, they won't be caught short and they will sell him as well in the summer. Thank you, David. 01419511025. Celtic fans, you might want to step up right here because we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu. This recent mini downturn in results, does it bother you at all? Is it just what happens when you've wrapped up the title early? Or is it starting to annoy you ever so slightly? You can let us know. Here are Ange Postacoglu's thoughts. You expect to prepare well for a game of football and then try and execute the best way you can. And uh, for us to do that, like I said, we have to, you know, the way we play, you have to be, you know, totally committed to, to, to our game plan and our game. You know, you can't just do sort of parts of it or bits and pieces of it and, and then sort of rely on, you know, our quality to get the game done, you know, because it's just not the way we play. So, you know, from that perspective, um, I expect us, the way we prepare for this game is the way we prepared for every game this year is to go out there and play our football. It's not about individuals, it's about the collective. Like I said, we, we've been really good at just committing to a game plan and a game structure and a discipline and we've gone off that. So when you go off that, then it, it doesn't allow anybody to sort of uh, stand out and, and it doesn't mean anyone sort of gets isolated either. It's just a collective thing where I just don't think, you know, we hit the levels that we need to to play the football we do. To put it quite bluntly, how much does this matter, Celtic's well, form, performance? Let me tell you, right. Celtic lose 3 0 to Rangers at Ibrox. Then they need a very late goal by Callum McGregor to rescue a point and a 2 2 at home to St Mirren, who could easily have been out of sight. If those two results come back to back in September, there's a crisis. November, there's a crisis. January, there's a crisis. They've come after Celtic have won the league, after they've won the League Cup. And when they're about to go into a Scottish Cup final against Inverness, the last two weeks do not matter. When Callum McGregor lifts the Premiership trophy Saturday lunchtime, no one will be remembering 2-2 mm. with St Mirren. If Callum McGregor lifts the Scottish Cup a week on Saturday against Inverness, nobody will worry about the back-to-back results just now. Um, Celtic have done their business. They've won two trophies. They'll probably win three trophies. The last two results won't matter in the big picture. Yeah, in total agreement with that, you know, uh, times in the season, all players and all teams are going to have kind of that off period. And, and as Roger said there, let it happen now. You know, they've done their business. They've gone about their business in the correct fashion. And they've won the league kind of at a canter. So it doesn't really matter. One thing I think from manager's point of view, I think Andrew will be sitting there and he'll probably be smiling in the, in the background and saying, at least they realise if you don't go about your business, like he's saying there, on a day-to-day basis, because the way we do play, this is what could happen. So it'll be a lesson within there. You know, the start of next season, Celtic will be at it again. In the cup final, they'll be at it again. And as I said, you know, there shouldn't be any criticism towards those players or that team because they've done what they've needed to do this season. Although, Marv, what did our pal Kenny Miller say in the TV last night? You wouldn't hear because he had the remote control watching the women's football. But when Michael Beale came in, Celtic nine points clear. Now they're only eight points clear. <laughs> wow. Well, thank God I didn't have that on the TV there. You've just said <laughs> that the last two weeks don't matter, according to you two. Anyway, uh, let's bring in Bill, who is a Celtic fan. What stood out from the weekend, Bill? Does none of it matter, or are other players there that deserve a bit of criticism? I think the players are there. Uh, it's obvious that they've gone off the boil a wee bit. But um, I think there's uh, there's room for bringing in other players 
who could maybe uh, improve Celtic. Um, people like, I, I know this will not go down very well with you, but I think uh, I Celtic could here. maybe maybe try and bring Van Veen in for a couple of years uh, with O and Young Lawson going to Motherwell uh, plus some cash. Okay, think. hold on. You've, you've won me over now. Now, now, now. I think now we can talk. I think Bill and I can cut some sort of deal <laughs> oh, here. Oh, sorry, O and who? <laughs> and then I think uh, I think Celtic should maybe go after Max John- Young Johnson at Motherwell. Uh, and uh, if uh, Tony Rolson goes there, plus cash. <laughs> <Bill, laughs> what's, um, what's this exchange programme that we've just, just along the M74? Um well, well by the way Max Johnson is available And will have mm-hmm. suitors in the summer yeah. um, Kevin Van Veen Will undeniably have suitors in the summer I don't know if they I both think... end up at Celtic In some sort of swap well, deal right well, enough but... I think Gordon Dale is the only mother man Not included in these, these transfers <laughs> That's going on just now um, Van Veen Has been fantastic As Marv said at the top of the show Bill Nine consecutive games he scored goals in If that was a Celtic or a Rangers centre forward You would be praising him To the high heavens To do it at Motherwell is an even bigger achievement. He has been utterly fantastic. Deserves his place in two short lists for Player of the Year. I'm not convinced Kevin Van Veen would enhance the Celtic squad at 31 years of age. Um, I think Motherwell fans just now are seeing Kevin Van Veen at his absolute career peak. Um, I don't think Celtic fans have seen O at his absolute career peak at all. Um, fast forward that to Max Johnson. I think you might be right about Max Johnson I think Max Johnson's a very good young player He will leave Motherwell this summer Not sure where he'll go There's loads of talk about overseas The likes of Bologna following the path Taken by Aaron Hickey and Lewis Ferguson There's been talk about down south he'll as well Accolade this Well he'll pick it up Yeah Scottish football writer's young player of the year He'll pick up on Sunday night And I think he might be A better addition for Celtic long term Than Kevin Van Veenwood mm. uh, Bill in terms of the squad that Celtic have at the moment then And maybe the team at the weekend Is there any area that you think you, you do want to see upgraded? Because we're the best will in the world And as much as I love him Even if it was Van Veen you're, you know, He's not going to overtake Kyogo or whatever So is there, is there a, a position in that squad That you think could be upgraded? I think there are several positions I think uh, starting at the bank I think we could do with a, a goalkeeper To replace Joe Hart Because I think, he's, I think he's, uh, his form has shaded You know, significantly um, oh. Over the last couple of months That's an interesting one Bill I think you've set us on a wee debate here With the break fast approaching Is that is that fair? I've seen, I've seen a bit of this on social media this weekend Well you don't just need to um, see social media I believe Hugh Keevans was giving um, <laughs> Damn it, come on. Stern opinions about Joe Hart's current form On the show on Saturday I was listening in from Rugby Park um, You do, listen Eventually All goalkeepers reach the end um, Alan McGregor may well reach the end at Rangers in the coming weeks um, I think we've maybe seen the best of David Marshall for the last few weeks at Hibs or anything to go by um, I hope I'm wrong but Craig Gordon will do very well to come back from this serious injury and reach the heights that he was reaching before the serious injury and eventually time will catch up on Joe Hart as well He's yeah, slightly that younger than mm, Well, if you had asked me Prior to the game at Ibrox I would have said absolutely not There are other areas of the Celtic team That need upgrading before goalkeeper But the last couple of weeks so you're now basing it in two weeks? No I'm not basing I'm just saying it's you made people You have been think. hanging around with Hugh Keevans too No no I'm saying it's <laughs> um, made people Including Hugh and Bill the caller I'm, I'm only joking Because I'm not saying that you're wrong And it is a It feels like it's a growing opinion Whether it's valid or not It feels like it's growing Marvin You know 
Celtic fans Because ultimately they're, they're they're looking Think okay Is he as good a goalkeeper As Carter Vickers as a defender Kyogo as a striker Hitati McGregor are as midfielders that, that, That's kind of the way that you you start to think yeah exactly um I, I think joe hart will be absolutely fine for another year you know i can't say in one hand that you know celtic coming off it for the last couple of weeks is, is okay because of the way they performed all season and on the other hand saying you know joe hart should be replaced because of his performance in those games i think you know when Ange looks at you got an experienced goalkeeper i think joe hart will be as honest as anybody else if he doesn't feel he can do it anymore i, I believe we'll go to the manager and say so but that that for me isn't a massive massive worry mm. if i'm honest you'll look better in pre-season because yeah. Barkas is coming back <laughs> <laughs> It's a good debate though Bill Maybe you've just ignited something Celtic fans What do you think? Do you have any concerns over Joe Hart? Or is this stuff all a bit premature? Let us know 0141 951 right now 0141 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141 You can tweet as well Good to have you back from your holiday By the way, how was it? It was fantastic Gordon You know, to be away for six days in the heat um, Didn't get away from work though I had my laptop which was allowed until four <sighs> o'clock well, Played so, football manager Yeah, exactly bit of, <laughs> bit of solitaire No, it was brilliant mate And I came back There's a bit of sun today as well so. You strike me as the type of guy That would just lie in one spot for the week <laughs> Yes Not that's move exactly Not interested what I did Well I got it for dinner but lunch was brought to me did you, And then dinner I got Did up. you see Roger Hanna I actually exposed him on the show For this last week When he wasn't here I like to talk <laughs> about him Behind his back And I noticed um, On Instagram um, Ailey Marvin's partner Was moaning That he was taking too long <laughs> To get ready for dinner And I thought That just sums this guy up We can't get him here On time for a show He goes on holiday He's ruining people's dinner Do you do anything at, at, like, Do you know what you, I have an excuse that Because I like to nap of course, dinner. of course you do I, so Of course you do That is a problem Roger Sometimes the alarm goes off And you hit the I meant to hit snooze But I hit stop instead And then all of a sudden I'm sleeping for another 45 like, minutes you, My two year old Is currently <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to like Phase out the nap And you still nap You it's, know adults Don't really Really need to you. do that You do need it You do need it Funnily enough though The the, the worldwide fame Of which this show has this is gonna dis- this is gonna disturb you. Someone's I, I, I know this. Someone sent me a picture of you having dinner in Portugal to what? this show. I swear, <laughs> deadly serious. No way. Yeah, because I've got this ongoing like sort of joke on the show where I'll, particularly Mark and Gordon, I'll say, listen, I've got eyes on you lot at all times because people are always sending me messages yeah. saying. Just saw Gordon Dale and Asda Or at the golf course Or just saw Mark Wilson Hill walking Or whatever it is he does In his spare time I'd, I'd rather not think about it Someone Sent me a picture Of you Eating dinner In Portugal <laughs> Deadly That serious. is Bizarre Absolutely bizarre I'd love to know where it was Have you got the picture? Mm, I'll try and find it <laughs> <laughs> I'll not try safe and find anywhere. it somewhere Exactly uh, Anyway Let's bring in Gordon and Johnson How are you Gordon? Uh, not bad, not bad yourselves. Yeah, not, okay? not bad, not bad. What are you thinking tonight? Ah, it's just nonsense as usual. These guys come out at times. Ah, good God. Um, what, what in particular? No, 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 no. Just well, just the fact that Joe Hart. No, do you think he's? I just think there must be quite quiet for calls tonight. No, mm. uh, the, the, the guy, the guy was in the. He's in the team of the mm. year. You, you do remember it was the previous Celtic fan that brought it up, were you? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's. But it's I, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, but. Um, so it's just nonsense Well that's fine I mean you're allowed to disagree But it's got very little In fact nothing to do With being quiet for calls If the previous caller mentioned it And then we ask If you agree or disagree And then you're more than welcome To phone in and disagree Which I assume you're about to do 
what shit I'm about to do just it's the fact that it's all in, it's all facts we love facts Hugh loves facts not on tonight but we all love facts he's in the team's player of the year he's, he's letting the least goals we've scored the most goals we've won two couple of won the league so I, I don't know what is it with Scotland sometimes with Scottish football do we, do we just like wind ups is that all that happens all the time the manager's saying the same as well you know what I mean it's just can we not just happy with mm. what, what people have got or End up, end up. It's not, it's not an argument. It's not a discussion. That's it. It's facts. There it go. Right. Next question. But I, just, I still don't really get the tone, Gordon. When the previous Celtic fan phones in and says he just thinks that it's an area Celtic could upgrade, and then what's that got to do with wind ups? What, what do you mean when you know if the if that other guy thinks that? How, how is it a wind up? They like to keep things going. I'm saying you just like to keep things going because somebody else said it. And you just keep it going. So I'm just coming to disagree with you. you that's it. You, you, you've already <laughs> used the word God, and I'll use it as well because you doesn't like it. The narrative it was actually the narrative was set last Monday night. I was in the show with you and Kenny last Monday, and I think it was Celtic caller came on discussing areas where Celtic could improve mm. the team. Now he was looking. You know, you look at Kyogo and Jota and Maida, and yeah, you know they're quite good. And he's looking at that midfield area. You touched upon it, McGregor and Hatati. You know, that's quite a good area. I think the caller last Monday night was talking, it was off the back of Kobe Yashi's performance at Ibrox. Maybe a centre-half's required in the summer, he said. And he actually said, they could maybe upgrade the goalkeeper as well, you know. And I actually went... Just to, at the wind-up. I can't... No, I listened, I went to the defence of Joe Hart last week for a lot of the same reasons that Gordon's talking about tonight. You know, he was in... Mm. The PFA Scotland Team of the Year voted by his peers. He has conceded fewer goals than, than any other goalkeeper in the top flight this season. But that's now a couple of Celtic supporters who are beginning to ask questions about Joe Hart. I can't on one hand say the last two results for Celtic don't matter and then say, well, actually they do matter to Joe Hart because really wasn't very good. But Celtic fans have been coming on to say, well, you know, if there is one area, it's maybe centre-half or it's maybe goalkeeper. And, and listen, it's a lively debate. Yeah and that's the thing Marvin Because it does depend Which way you frame the argument Because Gordon's bang on And he's Good on with his facts And saying you know, We've won the league And we're going for the treble But for for some people None of that That's irrelevant In terms of Are there areas of the Celtic team That can be upgraded And if your answer is Joe Hart That doesn't have to change Because Celtic won the league Everybody knows they won the league They've yeah. had immense credit for it They'll get immense credit If they win the cup you're still allowed to look at whether they can improve. Well, no, of course. Otherwise, you know, Celtic wouldn't evolve an awful lot. If you, you know, if you base it on them winning a league and that means that the manager's not going to try and improve areas, then, you know, it, it won't happen very often. You know, sometimes in football, it is, a, it is a harsh world, but sometimes there is better players out there that are better suited. It doesn't mean that Joe Hart is dumb. Nobody's saying that. You know, I actually defended him, Gordon, if you were listening. Um, but if, if the manager thinks that, you know, he can get a, a better goalkeeper in or a more suited goalkeeper or maybe a younger goalkeeper in... And it evolves the team. Then you know who are we to argue? We're not saying that is going to happen, but you know I think to to, to come on kind of as Gordon said with, with, with that tone, nobody's saying that Joe Hart isn't capable. He's more than capable, as you said. You know for the facts that you have stated, but there'll be areas that Celtic will sign players, and everyone within that Celtic starting eleven and within that squad are more than capable. You know of, of being at Celtic next season and winning that league. But that doesn't mean that Ange Postecoglou isn't looking for more mm. players. You fully expect him, Gordon, to sort of be there now. You know, still be number one for the next few seasons. Oh. <laughs> Look, that, that's a, that's a gimme. You know what I mean? He's done everything. As in, you know, when you're employed by anybody, doesn't matter what you do, he's ticked every single box uh, till the end of the season. So there's no way. Listen, every result you can always improve in every area, but there's no way that guy's going to get dropped for MD or brought in somebody into maybe maybe a couple of years time to get his experience and get him through. But 
the guy's ticks every single box um, for a goalkeeper. And so there's no reason for him to... to, to no, he has... The only time he has let things slip through and whatever else, lack of concentration, whatever, I don't really know, maybe the, the, the defence is a wee bit the last couple of games. Um, so, but yeah, these things happen. But when, it, when the big ma- games matter, the guys produce. So there's no, and that's my opinion. And I didn't come on with that actually. I just thought it was just funny when I just heard it. I'm going, what's, what's, what's happening now? But anyway... Um, but thanks for taking my call It's a pleasure No problem anytime Gordon Marvin You've got something else to add No you just, just, you just, Mar- just to let you know How it works you, The button lets don't have to do this You're more than welcome To just button Marvin just put his hand up As if it was <laughs> like scores. Gordon sco- Gordon I just want to ask What area he wouldn't it's, it's, it's down here on the left <laughs> uh, what are you, what, Quickly Gordon What area would you improve on then If you could Well I, I think you can always As long as it's a decent player Coming in But I, I There's um, Maybe we could do Another striker uh, Something a bit more physical um, <laughs> hang on, hang on a minute. Sorry to interrupt you, Gordon. So you wouldn't improve on on Joe Hart. You think it's laughable we're speaking about a new goalkeeper, but you've got the best striker in the league, bar none. Ah, but it's options. See, there's only one goalie. <laughs> only one striker. I'm sticking yeah, up for Gordon. There's now. only one striker. I'm against exactly. you. No, no. Gordon, he's he's picked you Diogo up. Diogo is 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 the guy. He's one player that oh, you, you, need other, to, you need. Well, other options, well, don't you, Gordon? Van Veen. Hopefully, get Van Veen. Listen, you don't have four goalkeepers or five goalkeepers. You can have four or five strikers or three or four strikers, but just sometimes a physical game. We'll, we'll see what happens in Europe. No, I think he's a fantastic striker. I've got a great striker. He's, he's in the team of the year that's scored the most goals as well. But I just think, just ask me what area Exactly. I don't listen to him. He's, he's just hoping that he gets Joe Hart at Queen of the South next season. <laughs> oh, he's got his goalie in. He's half. Oh, that's right. I saw that. You've been raiding Hibs again. Any chance of looking <laughs> at another club? Not for the last club? time. Not for the Honestly, last time. He's picking up that speed dial. Uh, thank you, Gordon. Nice to speak to you. And it is that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Kenny Miller lost on Friday You're only as good as your last game We need a victory for the pundits tonight But I would quite happily see Their losing streak If you can call it that Continue Marvin Bartley said He took his laptop on holiday I hope you were studying Because we're about to see How you fare on tonight's Beat the Pundit If the coin falls that way If you want to take on The pundits tonight 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley are here on 0141-951-1025 If you're just joining us feel free to join in on what's gone before We looked back on Easter Road uh, yesterday Some of the good points for Rangers Thoughts ahead to next season couple of talking points from within the game itself reflected on Celtic being held which is not something that happens too often at home uh, against St Mirren this weekend a uh, bit of a debate going as to whether uh, Joe Hart is an area that could be upgraded or not the previous caller just before the break very sure that that is not the case so if you want to agree or disagree the number is the same either way and I'm still looking at you for this SWPL title race yesterday because even if you had never really paid much attention you must have got sucked in a bit yesterday because it was quite dramatic to say the least so we'll do that after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I liked it last week It was it was tight It was tense Kenny Miller won on Monday Mark Wilson on Tuesday Simon lost on Wednesday Gordon back on track Thursday And Kenny Miller lost Friday I like that A bit of variety in my week Let's see what Ryan In Stirling has got for us How's it going Ryan? 
Not to watch yourself Ryan You and I both know That the sensible <laughs> choice in here Is Marvin Bartley At the best of times He's been on holiday for a week And I've got a funny feeling He's going to be even further off it than usual So you want a tails here okay? Yep Wow He went nice. to say no Ryan No no he knows He knows for sure <sighs> uh, Heads it will be Roger Hanna Minus one That will be put under review During the close season by the way To see if it's a move to minus two I don't know what you're talking to me I've told you mm. You need to speak to my agent well, it's, um, <laughs> This could be a deal breaker The people <laughs> have spoken I was approached many times At the PFA Awards last week Suggesting we move ah, Roger Hanna To now, minus l- two Listen, listen Don't listen to the people you Is that the to. liquor talking? Y- yes they all, uh, About 27 of them Also said they were going to phone At 7 o'clock in the and Monday night yeah, And none that, of them did That so, is the most common thing That happens isn't it? Their so views, people say I'm going to phone tomorrow yes, their, their views don't count I think it needs reviewed anyway What am I here? You are tails <laughs> Take that Mr <laughs> Portugal Let's see who you get on After your week oh. away It is Marvin Bartley You'll be pleased to know Ryan Thankfully Thankfully oh, I've worried there That was thankfully Thankfully Well pronounced Ryan Well pronounced my thankfully. friend Thankfully That's yeah. what he said okay I know we've had our issues We've had our issues on here recently But that was fine uh, Anyway What Good we'll luck, do Ryan. is give Marvin Some greatest hits radio To listen to well, I recover. Uh, Ryan, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on, that's fine by me, okay? Yep. Right, let's go. Your time starts now. Which Rangers keepers get the most league clean sheets this season, McLaughlin or McCrory? McCrory. Name any Scottish side Anthony Ralston has played with on loan from Celtic? St. Johnston. Who were the only Scottish Premiership side who've not won any of the last six? Wednesday. Which Livingston player is set to join Aberdeen in the summer? Nicky Devlin Name any team who won a Scottish playoff tie over the weekend Aberdeen Who is the only Rangers player to score in the last three consecutive games? Cantwell Marvin Bartley, you ready? Yep Furious with myself Just before we go in, you know which one Roger You know which one's annoyed me here You think after six years in the job you would learn to read the questions? Just a bit earlier on I gave you one of these During the break oh, I'm so annoyed at myself oh, I didn't listen You've probably to you, forgotten so anyway yeah, You I ready? Yeah let's go Okay let's go Which Rangers keepers Kept the most league Clean sheets this season McLaughlin or McCrory? McCrory Name any Scottish side Anthony Ralston Has played with On loan from Celtic Dundee United Who are the only Scottish Premiership side Who have not won Any of their last six? Simran which Livy player is set to join Aberdeen in the summer? Nicky Devlin. Name any team who won a Scottish playoff tie over the weekend. Parsett Thistle. Who's the only Rangers player to score in the last three consecutive games? Cantwell. What do you think, Ryan? I could beat me. Oh, it's never <laughs> you good. hope not, Ryan. It's never good. <laughs> uh, John McLaughlin has still got three more clean sheets than Robbie McCrory. Five Ooh, to two. None start. of you got it. Nil nil. You both sort of tried to, Five to, two. to second guess, didn't you? And think, ah, it might be McCrory. Yeah. It's not. Uh, Anthony Ralston's loan clubs are St Johnston, Dundee United, and Queen's Park. So you both got it. I must say, particularly with your holiday brain still activated, very impressed with this. Because if you were going to guess. You feel like St Mirren are having a great time of it And they just went to Celtic Park and drew But you're right, they've not won any of their last six What did Ryan say? He got it wrong anyway (laughs) 
It breaks my heart It's 2-1 to Marvin Bartley Nicky Devlin This is the one we discussed During yeah. the break Because remarkably Mr Livy This had passed you by I didn't know that that had happened I thought he was a line Through and through I'll give him a message can believe you didn't skip that question and just charge on to the rest. I can't do that when I've given. I gave it to Ryan. Ah, oh, but before you gave it to Ryan, I told you I didn't read them in advance. Oh. <laughs> Planning is not something that goes into this section of the show. Anyway, um, so still three two to Marvin. Name any team who won a playoff at the weekend. Partick Thistle is correct. Airdrie and in Spartans. Ryan, I'm afraid our broth is. Uh oh, we're in trouble, Ryan. We're in trouble. It's four two. Deep waters. You, yes. You knew Todd Cantwell, but so did Marvin. It's a five three victory. <sighs> yeah, that's a good game. Oh, I'm disappointed for you, Ryan. Headlines. No problem at all. Thanks very much. Thank Thank you, Ryan. Take care, Ryan. mate. Did you have a nap this afternoon? Yes. Ah, I see that. Uh, that could be the key to that's it. That's what I'm talking about. And yeah, yeah. People like Gordon are putting me down for napping. But if he would have napped today, yeah. Roger, he would have skipped past Do that you know question. Yeah. I am just. I'm delighted. I love when you make mistakes. It's um, absolutely brilliant for me. That wasn't really a mistake. No, nah, for you... a man of your caliber, it was. What, by just telling you the answer during the. Yeah, and then not skipping by it. You know, you're um, top tier when it comes to. No, but it doesn't this. matter because Ryan got that as well, you know, so I don't actually feel guilty about that. I, I, you know, I, I can sleep well tonight. Yeah. I didn't have a nappy earlier, so I'll be, <laughs> I'll be fine. Do you know what it is? I think I'm just jealous because those days are gone, me, let's be honest. Um, someone did back you up. I, I was getting messages during the break to sort of back you up and say, nah, adults need naps. I can't remember <laughs> see? Brilliant. Who, who was it that sent me it, actually? I'll try and find them. But someone, someone had your back. They're correct. Um, on the old napping front There we go so, The previous caller said Oh you must be quiet For calls tonight if, You'll know we're quiet When I say So what do you think Should adults nap <laughs> That's going to be My go to well, topic uh, 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 Let me tell you I have an, an adult son And an adult daughter Both of whom nap See Yeah I know But your son is Towards the early stages Of adulthood I would suggest When mm-hmm. I was his age I'd probably still nap mm-hmm. It's when you start Having to like You know Go out and do other things and You just can't <laughs> I just don't do those other things You just do everything at one pace Yeah, exactly Nice and slow That's what your fans who paid to watch you said as well <laughs> 01419511025 Twitter at SSB, And I'm pleased to say on the line We're joined by the Managing Director of the SWPL Fiona McIntyre Who must have had a nap this afternoon Fiona <laughs> On the theme Because what a day it was for you yesterday I've definitely not had a nap, but I've heard Marvin likes a nap, so uh, fair, fair play. Uh, yeah, guys, what an amazing day we had yesterday. Just a phenomenal day for the SWPL, and everyone got the drama that they were hoping for. I mean, look, a lot of this was said in the build-up, but you couldn't have picked that. You know, you couldn't have written a more exciting ending from a league perspective, you know, because your business is excitement, interest, doesn't make much difference you know who wins it can you get an excite, an exciting end to it and my goodness it certainly delivered didn't it I know I've never known a build up like it in terms of just the atmosphere and the buzz about like, just us as a team in the office but the clubs you could tell everyone was just so excited about what was coming this weekend and I think everyone had this sort of sneaky feeling there was going to be a little bit of excitement and, and drama and we certainly got that in the 92nd minute at Ibrox because I mean Roger like, The story's the story I said that earlier doesn't really matter Which strand of football you, yeah. Anywhere To have three teams Who can all win the title On the final day And two of them are playing each other Well I, <laughs> I never thought for a minute I would hear someone shouting Gaelic The people carrier Has changed direction <laughs> But Fiona and Mark Benstead Were uh, en route From Hamden to Celtic Park 
Um, Glasgow City scored in the 92nd minute. They have to have an abrupt U-turn to head for Ibrox. Um, and I'd just be, I'd, I'd love to know, Fiona, when the ball and Lee Gibson get barreled into the Rangers or the Glasgow City net, I should say, and it looked as if it was 1-1. There's celebrations at Celtic Park. Did you have to put the brakes in the people carrier and think about going back to Celtic Park again? There was nearly a crash on the M8 at that point. Um, we did, so we were about two minutes from Celtic Park when we got the news that City had scored. So we did a, a quick U-turn and then I think we were just coming off at the Ibrox exit on the M8 when somebody said, Oh, there's been an equaliser so the drivers put the hazards on pulled into the side and this is literally <laughs> in the middle of the motorway just as you come off the Ibrook turn off so we're quite lucky that we actually made it to Ibrook safely um, I'm not sure that's in the in the kind of road manual but we made it there eventually all, do you know all, what it was a lot of fun all joking apart though Fiona would you ever have seen a time when on one Sunday afternoon the Two games are both beamed simultaneously in live terrestrial television And not only that, there's close to 25,000 people Between Ibrox and Celtic Park watching the two games Being honest, no And I'm someone that always says we, we shouldn't put a limitation on what we're trying to achieve with women's football But I think to achieve what we have so quickly And the clubs deserve so much credit for how they went about promoting the games And encouraging people to get along But Knowing that those games were getting played yesterday, the viewing figures we're getting in from television are phenomenal. I think it's back to what we were saying earlier, just about the story. People that maybe haven't watched the women's game, but they're captivated by that story of three teams being able to win the title. And I guess this weekend we've also got a cup final at Hamden, which is another story in itself. I, I Rangers Celtic Cup final here at Hamden. If you'd said that even a year ago, we would have games back to back. Ibrook Celtic Park in Hamden. I think a few people would have suggested I was crazy, but just incredible for the players to get that experience was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm just going to say, God, a, a cup final as well. If you're aware, Malky Thompson's going to have to try and raise the Celtic team, so the Rangers team off the ground. Where Fran Alonso is going to have to try and raise the Celtic team off the ground. They both had better last gasp disappointment yesterday as Glasgow City go off. Somebody's going to win a trophy on Sunday, but you know, incredibly for one of those teams. In this historic season Somebody's going to end up with nothing it, it, You know it's It's going to be hard for one of the teams It will be hard So Rangers will be hurting Because they don't have Champions League That's massive It's no different to the Reigns game It's a massive Sort of uh, It's a massive coup If you get Champions League In terms of trying to attract players And the finance that come with it Rangers have obviously secured The Sky Sports Cup already So they've at least got one Trophy in the locker And I think for Either Celtic or Rangers, just given their contribution and how they've played this year, it'll be a sore one for the team that doesn't win it. Um, and I you know there's more you guys have played as well, how hard it is for a club when they've had that difficult weekend to then within seven days get yourself together to go again for a massive cup final. And I just hope that well, they are on Sunday turn up again this weekend for um, the Scottish Cup final because it means so much to the players. Mm. That it, it really, really does. How important is it to sort of Channel this stuff Fiona And, and allow the, the next stage of the process Because I'm, I'm sure that that's just the Unforgiving nature of the business you're involved in that There's no point in resting on yesterday And you know failing to look and, and build on it going forward How does that challenge feel? It's one you know, Honestly it really excites me Because I know all the things that we're working on The, the clubs are all moving in the right direction This week with Aberdeen promoting For their first ever full time coach I was out at Motherwell as well earlier in the day. I see what all the clubs are doing, so I know that they're all pulling in the right direction, trying to professionalise what they do. 
I know the work that we are doing here, trying to deliver more commercial revenues for our clubs to help them do those things. I see the way the viewing figures are going. I see the numbers we're getting at stadiums. So it's just about momentum. And in all seriousness, like even just going on and speaking to you guys tonight and the amount of media coverage we've had this week, it makes a big difference. So don't underestimate the role that the media can play in helping keep that momentum going. Brilliant. Fiona McIntyre, Managing Director of the SWPL, thank you for joining us. If you see anyone pulling off any dodgy manoeuvres on the motorway, it's nothing to do with us. Thanks again uh, to Fiona. Let's bring in Tony Ingertham. Look, how are you, Tony? Hey, well, thanks. Cheers, guys. First time for call. Thanks for taking my call. What made you call tonight, Tony? Um, I was at the game yesterday. I was at the game yesterday and I was at the game at Celtic Park. Um, and oh, just fantastic. Both games, the latest one was the one at Celtic Park. I've never been to a women's game where the atmosphere was as loud. And to see a Scottish football actually taking the women's game in now. Um, it's a shame that the media is not jumping on the bandwagon. And we've got BBC Alba that's given commentary, but truthfully, at least they're putting on the telly, but it's in uh, Gaelic. I get they're trying to promote that, but it'd be nice to see another uh, channel bringing it on as well. Yeah, I mean, like with it, I don't think we speak on behalf of other broadcasters. I think there was an English commentary yeah, I, available. I, I did on a red button. Um, I watched it on English. And Sky in picked English. up. Was it five or six um, was it, live was, games was, for the first time was this that season? During a couple of minutes, it really gave you the remote control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one time I touched it. But, but so Tony, you're, a Gla- you're Glasgow City. Then is that what you mean? If you've been, you went to Celtic Park last week, but Ibrox yesterday, yeah. Yeah. How would you yeah. sum up that? Sum up the achievement then yesterday. Uh, yesterday was heart in the mouth. Uh, it was just a, a great game to watch. It was really good watching how the players, how far the players have come, how hard they've worked all season, um, to get where they've got and get the achievement right at the end. And um, they got exactly what they deserved. Going from nine points clear to being so tight. To I finally getting it at the end. It was great. It was great to see. Great for all the, great for Leanne Ross, Kieran, and uh, Sam. How sweet did it feel, Tony? Because I detected a sort of feeling that ah, well, this is it. You know, the tide will be turning now. Yeah, Glasgow City have dominated, but now Celtic and, and Rangers in particular are there, and they're putting their money in, and they're going to get these big crowds and. And um, and it, it won't happen this season. How does this make it the sweet? Because you you know your team's won so many. Is this is this the sweetest of them all? Maybe. Well, they've not got a parent club to back them. Um, whereas Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs have all got a parent club, which is helping to put funds in. Glasgow City's not got that um, kind of luxury, if you like. But it's good to see. It's good to see that they're able to kind of stand up for that and go for it. And um, I think they've done really well. Um, fought their corners. Every Ibrox was really quiet yesterday. Um, for the amount of people that was in Ibrox, I thought it was really quiet compared to the Celtic game. The Celtic game you couldn't hear, um, but at Ibrox it was definitely quiet. Um, I mean, yeah, I think there was obviously more. Um, certainly at Celtic Park mm-hmm. and that that big Celtic end that they're, I think yeah. they're going to try and push for yeah. that on a permanent basis, aren't they? And but in terms of a footballing. Achievement yesterday, Marvin. It was it was brilliant for Glasgow City. Yeah, it was a massive achievement. And you know, Tony speaking there about budgets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and you had mentioned it. You know, the amount of money that you kind of Rangers and Celtic have put into it. It was good to see that Glasgow City 
face a bit of adversity, as I said earlier on the show, but they, they stuck together. Their players spoke about it after. They always believed. And, and to see them to go on and win it as, as the underdogs, let's be honest, the start of the season, nobody would have had them winning it. It would have always been between Celtic and Rangers, rather. So, no, it was fantastic, you know, and it was an enjoyable game. I really, really enjoyed the game. It was really end-to-end and, you know, getting that goal at the end and then, you know, obviously keeping a clean sheet as well meant they, win, well, they won it. But really quickly, just for Fiona, you know, I think... She gave a lot of credit to other clubs, but I know the thankless tasks that she does has to take up and the, the hours that she does put in as well. So it's fantastic to see, you know, the game growing and she does have a lot of credit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks to Tony. Let's bring in Gary because I want to squeeze one more in on this. Gary, how are you? How are you doing, Gordon? Evening, guys. Oh, good to hear, Gary. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I, obviously just to touch on the women's game as well. Um, I mean, I've got a Celtic page on, on social media, I do a Celtic podcast and, and I've kind of been championing... Um, women's football for, for quite a while now I know it's not everybody's kind of cup of tea but I think that the important thing is as we've seen over the last few weeks you know getting bigger crowds to the games and I know probably because of the way the season was going kind of thing and it was a kind of Celtic D Rangers bragging rights that the, the, the fans kind of jumped on the on the bandwagon a wee bit but I think it's important that, that we kind of keep this going as I say like I mean, I, I, I interviewed Fran Alonso a couple of years ago and when he, he, not long after they joined Celtic and, you know, listening to him and, and listening to how, how passionate he is about the job and about women's football. I mean, he's worked under uh, Ronald Coleman in Pochettino at Southampton and Everton, so it's two massive names right away. And I thought he, he came away with a brilliant quote. As, you know, he was quite being quite ambitious when asked the question, you know, where do you see you in, in the women's team in the future kind of thing and he says in the next couple of years he wants Celtic to get into like last 16 last day of the UEFA Champions League and it obviously he says it's an ambitious achievement he says but what is life without dreams and I thought it was a brilliant quote from him It's been listen it's been a terrific season um, all three teams were you know as as good as they've been for a long time and I include Glasgow City and Glasgow City had a bit of turmoil um, they went out of Europe early in the season there's managerial change and for them with all the problems that the previous caller Tony mentioned in terms of financial backing for them even to keep pace with Celtic and Rangers was an achievement let alone winning a 16th league title but when you see the crowds that, that Gary touches upon at Ibrox and Celtic Park this is I'm going to, you know, it is a, a new beginning almost for women's football in this country, and you have to give the SWPL a degree of credit as well. They have embraced this top six split, and what it brings you that, that is, drove this title race, didn't it? Yeah. it did. Completely drove it the title race because, other. and you know, it sent Glasgow City to Celtic Park. It sent Glasgow City to either they're mm-hmm. all playing each other home yep. and away. It was a fantastic finale. The best played the best. It gave you. Spectacles that mm. we saw on either side of Glasgow yesterday, and I'm sure the previous caller Tony would agree. You get to the end of the season, the best team wins. Yeah, I mean, Gary mentioned Fran Alonso, a very passionate man. <laughs> um, Marvin, I mean, yesterday there was that moment, so it, everyone knows that Glasgow City are, are leading Celtic Park. has gone a little bit quiet. I was there, so they you know, kind of know that although they've done their bit, there's no more they can do. Then a big cheer goes up. They think uh, Rangers have scored He thinks they've scored He's almost in tears um, And then news filters through That's actually not the case It's just it's Absolute roller coaster. Yeah it's brilliant Like you said That's the passion of football You know that that's absolutely excellent And to be honest I thought Rangers have scored as well How it didn't manage to go in I think it was Sam Curry who hit it How it didn't go in the back of the net I have no idea um, But 
listen, there couldn't have been a better ending to it. You know, being on TV, as Roger said there, the club's embracing it and fair play, you know, Rangers and Celtic opening up the stadiums again for these last fixtures. Everything there, was it was honestly a dream and it was fantastic, as I said, to see Glasgow City come out victorious. Yeah, it was incredible. Thank you, Gary. 01419511025. More of your calls and a full-time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna, Marvin Bartley, both here, both waiting for your calls on 01419511025. Uh, you can get us over there on Twitter And your final piece of contact information for tonight Is the email address Fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's if you want to supply the full-time teaser uh, And please do keep them coming Russell in Kilmarnock has sent this one in for you I mean, 12 answers, it's quite a lot Won't dwell on it I'm just going to see if you can This is a bit of a, a bit of recall for you Since we're reaching the end of the season can you this tough by the way, but I think you two are up to this. Can you name the player who scored the first goal of the season for each team in the Premiership? I just think between you you'll you you'll manage this somehow, even though it's very tough. So which player scored the first goal of the season for each team in the Premiership? Right, Marvin, you were at Livy, come on. <laughs> Should be fairly memorable. Week. It was a very memorable one. Who'd you play in the first day of the season? That's I have no oh, idea. Come on, man. Joel Nubley against Rangers So he knows that And you oh, don't I mean, Tremendous Ah oh, come on I use a lot of my power And beat the pundit Give me a break <sighs> And then the equaliser Was James Tavernier uh, Or Scott Arfield Scott Arfield Yeah James nearly. Tavernier Get a winner Okay Oh the free kick Yes now you're cooking Celtics Celtics is sneaky you know A sneaky Celtic Oh absolutely answer. Oh extremely Oh I'm trying to think Rangers would be at Levy Who did Celtic open up Against Marv Aberdeen That's right At home Would have been flag day I guess so, yep. Yeah Really sneaky If you're about to start naming Celtic players Carter Vickers Nope Sneakier Starfelt Sneakier <laughs> That means the person's left Oh Joseph Juranovic No they've not left Oh no. But You know Taylor Sneakier Oh. As in doesn't play And isn't a goal scorer either <laughs> oh. What chance have we got? Tony Nelson mm. Welsh Stephen Welsh yes. oh. <laughs> Roger come on uh, Can't dear. keep carrying you in these things uh, We might not get all 12 right <laughs> we, we, we might not We might yeah. not get We've all got 12 no chance. But we'll just Listen it's just a bit of fun We'll see how we go Let's um, bring in James Who's in Clyde Bank Just along the road How's it going James? Hey, Gordon Roger And Dave uh, Marvin, how you all doing? Yeah, all good in here. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, James? I'm on. I'm on to stand up for Joe Hart a bit here. Uh, there's quite a number of Celtic. I'm not saying a lot of Celtic fans, but there is there's a, a fair number of Celtic fans that are getting this at that Joe Hart's finished tonight, right? And it's just before I, I go on my rant. I was never a, a big Joe Hart fan, really, when he played with Man City. You know, I, I thought he was a good goalkeeper, but I was never really a big, big fan of him. So I just want you to let you know that before I actually give you a wee mm-hmm. few statistics about him, right? We're talking about a guy who's only 36 years old, right? Put it in perspective. See, when Alan McGregor re-signed for Rangers, he was 35 years old, right? And people were saying, what a fantastic signing. Oh, you got a good few years out of him yet and all that. So that's fair enough. And he has been a great goalkeeper, right? But Joe Hart, he's at 36 now. You're talking about a guy who's had over 70 caps for England. He's played at World Cups. He's played at European Championships. He's played Champions League for Bobby Man City as well. And with Selig now, obviously. 
So he's had all that behind him, right? All right, the last couple of games. Say, like, have they been at it as well because the league's done? But, but no matter what people want to argue, just, it's just natural human nature when you've already done something. You're going to slack half a wee bit. I was gutted with getting beat three and a half Rangers, right? But that happened. Joe Hart maybe wasn't too clever for a couple of instances, right? But like I said, the guys played all these games. The guys on the cusp, if we win the treble, he's only going to become the second player in British football history to win all the trophies in Scotland and England. And, all right, there's been a couple of wee hangies where he's been, the last couple of years where wee moments where he could have cost things. But see, if you actually look at the full picture, he's never really cost us anything. I think there's only one game where he's actually cost us, and that was in the Champions League this year. I think it was against Leipzig away. And he gave, he gave the ball away, and we lost the goal no long after equalising, I think it was. But as I say, I just I can't get the mm-hmm. amount of Celtic fans that are saying, oh, he needs to go, we need a new goalkeeper. Don't forget, we're not playing in Italy or France or England or Germany or any of the big leagues. We're, we're in Scotland. You know what I mean? We, we need to actually respect the guy and, and hang him a bit while he's still here because he's a fantastic goalkeeper. And when you actually think about it, that was one of the reasons why Pep Guardiola got away from Man City, because he wasn't that great with his feet. But he's had to come into Celtic and play that way, and Ange Foster Coggle expects him to do that. So of course there's going to be wee bits here and there where a wee bit dodgy, but look at the full pictures. The guy's not cost Celtic anything. He's on the cusp of winning five out of six trophies. So I just honestly mm-hmm. say a lot of the Celtic fans that are losing the plot with us need to get a wee bit of a grip and realise we're only one of the big leagues and we've got a, actually a guy who is a world-class goalkeeper. He might not be performing in world-class standards now, but he is actually a world-class goalkeeper when you take everything into the view. And like I said, even in the last couple of, se- last couple of seasons, you've seen a wee bit of hanging with Alan McGregor, right? But when Rangers won the league and all that, everybody raving about how much a fantastic goalkeeper he was. And at that point, he would have been 38, 37, 38. Do you think he's, you know, but see, when, if you're saying, you know, we're not, we're not the big leagues and all that, do, do we actually, and I hate saying this because I love this league more than any other, do, do, do we have any world class players, never mind Joe Hart? Not world class, is he? No, that's what I say. They might not be performing at world class standards now, but he is a world class goalkeeper. You just look at his CV. Right, okay, I can I get I get what you mean. And I don't think everyone would use that as as their definition of world class. But but fair enough, I get that. Um, it's an interesting one, Marvin, because as a very non scientific piece of research, I just typed Joe Hart Celtic into Twitter whilst James was putting his case forward. There is a lot being said There's a lot mm. on both sides There is some very strong criticism in there There are people like James backing it up um, What do you make of James's point? No, I, listen, James makes some fantastic points And he makes them extremely well Listen, when you play for a, a team like Celtic you know, There's always going to be critics Because at the end of the day Any, any small mistake, as, as James says There is kind of magnified Because not a lot of mistakes are made by Celtic players So it just happens to be mm-hmm. you know, Joe Hart's turn this time um, You know Again, what he said, you don't go to massive international tournaments and get the amount of camps that, caps that he has, play for the huge clubs that he has played for, still at a massive club now in, in Celtic without being a top, top goalkeeper. Um, I don't think anyone can take that away from Joe Hart. But listen, age catched up on us all. Um, if it is a position, I know it's very difficult to say Joe Hart's this age and never goalkeepers that age. But if you know you think that he can't do it anymore, some Celtic fans are saying mm. that he can't, some are saying that he can. It's just one of those things. Listen, I think Joe Hart's absolutely fine. That's my personal opinion. But you know, I do understand others who who, who disagree with me. Yeah, it just feels Roger like some of the because this is not to say that one opinion's right or wrong because it's it's fine. But I just feel like if we're talking about individual players. 
to sort of mention that you know well he's won the league or whatever. It's, I don't feel like that's necessarily the point because they've all won the league because they're very good. They're a very good team. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that if that because if that if that <clears> was your <throat> test, then you wouldn't. Ange Postecoglou wouldn't upgrade anyone. Right. Well, this is all about debate. It's a debate among the Celtic support, and it started last Monday night. Someone came in after Celtic had lost the game to Rangers at Ibrox, and the debate was. Which areas of the team might Ange Postecoglou look to improve upon? I feel upon? like it's picked up and, pace this well, weekend though Because say, people yeah, feel he could have done I better I to say, you know, some said Maybe he needs a, another guy in the right wing A left-footed player who can come off there Somebody said centre-half Off the back of Roushton and Burnaby not, not looking great at Ibrox People were talking about backup full-backs And a couple of callers spoke about Joe Hart um, Didn't look great at the Cantwell goal I heard someone saying at the weekend, in fact, it might have been Mark Wilson in the show on Saturday, he thought he could have done better at the Suter goal, the headed goal at Ibrox as well. Then you fast forward to Saturday there, he could definitely have done better at Curtis Main's first goal. Um, Curtis Main looked as surprised as anyone that had gone in. So, off the back of Ibrox, everyone's allowed bad couple of performances. I'm sure if you analyse it somewhere, you'll find Kyogo's had a bad couple of performances somewhere as well. But Joe Hart's bad couple of performances... You could say fortunately I've come When it didn't yeah. really matter for Celtic yeah. But It's come at a time when Celtic fans Are looking at a close season yeah. They're looking at potential incoming signings And they're pondering Well will I sign a goalkeeper? Cause, cause that's that is a different debate isn't it? Because no one realistically is phoning here And saying I think we can upgrade Kyogo They're just mm-hmm. not So that, that's why I feel like those are different Let's frame it that way then James If I was to say to you Which area of Celtic's starting eleven Can be upgraded this summer would goalkeeper be nowhere near the top of that list? I'm not saying that Joe Hart's no, no going to come to the end of his time, but with the money that we've got to spend, I were probably going to have a bit more money to spend, but I think there's maybe some other areas where priorities... Uh, it, it just depends what way you want to look at it. Do we really seriously want to have a go at the Champions League next season? Because if we do, then there's a couple of places and guys that I think that have been spectacular this season that I think at the higher level in Europe when it comes to athleticism and all that kind of stuff and pace there's guys that they've not played badly I wouldn't say in the Champions League but if we want to go possibly have a wee push at that next bit maybe maybe snatching a second place or even getting the third being going into Europa League and having a run there then one place that I would say would be left back with Greg Taylor and as I say I, I can't believe I'm saying that because I think Greg Taylor's amazing and I've stood up for him for the start he's been at Celtic but I think to go to that next level then I think that's maybe because with Alistair Johnson, you've got that a bit more physical and kind of athleticism. He's maybe not quite as good inside as Greg Taylor is, but he still can do the job there. So I think with somebody on the other side, then that's possibly there. Possibly uh, possibly as well a centre-half, maybe. But I, I think Starfield gets a bit of a raw deal as well out of people, and I think he's brilliant with Carter Vickers. So poss- possibly there as well, and... And maybe, maybe another central midfielder. But as I say, we've got class in there as well. And don't forget, all these guys are still young, so we need to see how they're going yeah, to. Yeah, they, they could get better. Sounds as if Joe Hart's the only one you'd keep. James. <laughs> He's the only one that now isn't getting upgraded. Anyway, uh, thanks very much to James and Clyde Bank. Puts his case across well uh, on a one four one nine five one one zero two five. Any more on? This teaser we don't, we don't. I'm not even bothered was, if you get them all right. I'm think. just trying. I'll just repeat the question. So we're looking for the player that scored the opening league goal for every team in the league. So you've got John Lubley did it. Livy against Rangers. Scott Arfield replied for Rangers. Stephen Welsh was Celtics against Aberdeen, which is an incredible 
answer Trying to think back Kilmarnock's first game back in the Premiership Home at Dundee United Did he get a late equaliser with Ash Taylor? Honestly, uh, no, I've got this one written down as well That's the only one I had uh, Oh sure I, yeah. I, I stole it off there your you paper go. there I thought you'd you're a big Hibs man I thought you'd have the Hibs one Yeah, no, I guessed Martin Boyle No, but the good goal, this other guy had a good goal scoring start to the season a few weeks Josh Campbell then Josh Campbell yes. Okay, we'll try and get the rest Don't even care if you fall short It's not. I'm not going to hold you to it uh, tonight Just one more thing before we take a quick breather And keep your calls coming in All last week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We were supporting Mental Health Awareness Week Just wanted to thank everyone Firstly who, who came on and contributed uh, To the show Joe McKee from Back On Side Isla Buchanan who's a, a female referee David Duke from Street Soccer Scotland We had Liam the Motherwell fan uh, David McCracken from the PFA And honestly the response Was exactly why we did that Okay, This was not about us at all It was really about trying to, to speak to people out there you listening uh, And see if you Recognised anything that you heard And I've had messages all weekend on Twitter uh, And I said to you last week We actually had people phoning this show Phoning the producers Just to say actually I think I need to speak to someone See after listening to that I think I need help Can you point me in the right direction So um, really want to thank you for uh, Your response And you can head over to where, Wherever you get your podcasts We've edited all that stuff together You can hear that that feature every night All condensed on a podcast there uh, So go and download that If you missed it And just another reminder One more from last week Samaritans for instance 24 hours a day 365 days a year You can get them on 116123 And loads of other uh, Good charities and platforms Out there for you So please speak up if you can And we'll be back next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A very busy show Which means I'm not spending a great deal of time on the teaser It is a bit complex So just a bit of fun to see how many you get If you fall short it's fine Who was the player that scored the opening goal of the league season For every team in the division You're doing well though Nubly Livy against Rangers Arfield in the same game Stephen Welsh for Celtic Ash Taylor uh, For Kelly And Josh Campbell for Hibs What about Miofsky for Aberdeen? Aberdeen's was Not Oh O'Hara St. Mary I mean it's a sort of fair shout Because he scores a lot But again Nope I wonder about Jonah Younger for St. Mary Yeah well done That was against Motherwell With Stevie Hamill In temporary Charge on a Sunday after Sligo and Motherwell's first goal must have been KCV. It helps when he's the only guy that scored all season. Well done. Uh, okay, that's seven. We'll see how many uh, you get before the end. Right, you two can decide quickly where do you want to start? Race for third or relegation battle? Let's go relegation. Let's do it. St Johnson are officially safe. Yeah. That is your definitive piece of news from the weekend. They went to Kilmarnock. Nice little uh, debate before where Steve McLean said, Yeah, we'll you know we'll be safe, we'll be fine. Derek McInnes didn't like that. Uh but they did. They went there and they won the game. Uh, uh Liam Gordon, header, captain, stood up when he needed to, and they are officially safe. So fine. Well done to them. What's left? Well, here's my predictions, my fearless predictions. St. Johnson will have one foot on the beach when they go to Dingwall on Wednesday night. That will be a draw. Dundee United. Whether they patch up Stephen Fletcher or not Will beat Kilmarnock at Tannadice And I'm only saying that because That scenario would leave all three teams On 34 points going into Sunday afternoon Amazing. When Kelly host Ross County at Rugby Park And Dundee United 
Have go, the worst possible finale Go to Kevin Van Veen They go to the Kevin Van Veen Dome <laughs> In what might be his farewell game He'll be looking for a double hat trick at least um, Marvin, I, I've waited and waited and waited and waited And we've now only got two games to go And Kilmarnock, Ross County and Dundee United No one's made a move I always thought just one of them would at some point None of them have United are bottom in 31 County in the playoff spot in 33 And Kelly in 34 So you would obviously rather be in Kelly's position I guess But just none of them have shown that They look likely to get out of this No they, they don't at all And for the first time this season I have to be honest I fear for Dundee United I always thought that you know, they were too good to go down. I know it's an age-old thing said in football, but I looked at their squad. I looked at, obviously, Liam Fox was in there and unfortunately lost his job. I thought, you know, after that, he might get some sort of bounce. But for them to be at the bottom and, and, and two points adrift, I, I do fear for them massively. Um, a big club who who have spent a lot of money wage-wise and bringing players there, I just I just cannot believe they're in the position they are. Um, and as I said, for the first time this season, I actually do fear for them. I think that... They are in big, big And the, the most remarkable thing of it all, Marv, is, you know, Kilmarnock, they, they've just come back up into the league. Mm-hmm. They're newcomers in the Premiership. Ross County have, you know, you, they have a small budget. You yeah. would expect them to be about there. Dundee United were fourth last season. Dundee United qualified for Europe last season. It was all... Beat you know, Alkmaar at the start of the season. Beat Alkmaar, Conference League semi-finalists, 1-0 at the start of the season. It was all positivity around Tannadice. And they have... Had an incredible season that started close season with Tam Court going. In come Jack, Jack Ross, out he went. In came Liam Fox, out he went. In come Jim Goodwin to the end of the season. The, um, it's just been calamitous, the decline at Tannadice. You need a lot to go wrong to be down there. So I hope this doesn't, there's no chance we're going to blame one person for this. It needs a lot to go wrong. But one of my constant theories. Is that the team that finishes bottom Always has a problem in goal Just look back at the mm. previous It always happens Roger Hanna And just see again at the weekend I just feel like Dundee United To tick that box Yeah I would tend to agree Mark Birgitte arrived with a very good reputation Former Australian international goalie And he has been Awful You think the goalie lost to Stevie May In the St Johnson game You think the goalie lost just at the weekend there To Bruce Anderson against Livingston um, they lost 7 to Alkmaar They lost 9 to Celtic They tried Carl Johan Eriksson in goal For a period of time Just as bad I was at Dingwall The day they tried young Jack Newman And they lost 4-0 Just as bad It has been If one thing has summed up The decline of Dundee United It has been the goalkeeping situation You're quite right I was so surprised that in January They didn't bring a new goalkeeper in And I knew that was mm. the top of Liam Fox's wish list to happen And I think by all accounts he was told it would happen and, and then suddenly it didn't and if that's the cost of them now you know some people have got a lot to answer they, for they brought in the lad the American lad Bill Hamid who came with a big reputation and arrived with a bigger waistband <laughs> and they had to um, send them back because he looked like a linebacker from the Pittsburgh ah, Steelers you've all been there you know it's a bit of overindulgence no wouldn't hold that against me the guy. today with the subway yeah exactly you were spotted in that <laughs> wide one car park <laughs> Demolishing that foot long I, before I, you I came in. Th- I don't think anyone spotted him, you know, in that <laughs> oh, really? in, yeah. in, in, in that huge queen of the South yeah, car. He's, he's, <laughs> the buggy. He's, he's, he's a master of disguise <laughs> in that thing. Uh okay, a very different type of pressure then. How big was that win for Hearts against Aberdeen at the weekend in the battle for Thub? Again, it's still Aberdeen's still in the driving seat. They've got that two point cushion. But it was five in case you couldn't figure that out. And um 
what an end that's going to be. Oh, a magical end. And they, they had to win, you know, no doubt about it. They had to win uh, that game of football and to go out there with the pressure in the game. And again, I was always say to deal with a little bit of adversity within it as well, conceding the goal. Um, you know, absolutely magnificent from, from Hearts. And Stephen Naismith was absolutely delighted after and rightly so. Um, you know, they've got they've got a big chance. Like you said, they need a little bit of luck. Um, one thing Hearts will, uh, sorry, Hibs will be hoping for is that, you know, it's done in midweek rather than, you know, end of the season, them going into Tynecastle and Hearts needing the win to secure third place. They won't want that at all. But it's been a, it's been a good bounce from, from Naismith. Obviously, Nielsen lost his job rather harshly. But, you know, if they can get third place, it will be justified. So it all hinges on results, Roger. But, you know, Hearts, you look at that pairing of Janelli and Shanklin they're a really good season they've been really good it feels like everything a couple of weeks ago was all doom and gloom and like Hearts still might miss out um, there's still a lot to play for but um, when you've got those two around you've got a chance don't you you do um, that said Aberdeen I've got St Mirren at home on Wednesday night as yeah. Marvin told you earlier on St Mirren without a win in six they have done all their good stuff this season St Mirren including at Celtic Park at the weekend um, you would fancy Aberdeen with a decent crowd at Petaudry and Wednesday night to get the win takes them to 57 points even if they get nothing at Celtic Park on Trophy Day on Saturday that would mean Hearts would need to beat Rangers at Ibrox and win the Edinburgh yeah. Derby on Saturday I just think that run of results from Hearts a few weeks ago is going to cost them Yeah, it certainly is a tough end that's for sure we're all set up for a brilliant midweek really looking forward to these fixtures I must say it's a full card isn't it yeah top six and bottom six Um, there is a a combination of results which could see Dundee United relegated yeah I mean if United lose at home to Kilmarnock and Ross County beats St Johnson that's it and then you can have a shootout between Kelly and Ross County to avoid the playoff spot at Rugby Park on Sunday afternoon not for the faint hearted I don't think anyway it's nice to be away from that part of the league if your team is fortunate enough right let's round off this teaser quickly Uh, like I said I don't even I'll let you off if you can't get all 12 but we're looking for the first player to score the league goal uh, so the player who scored the first league goal for each team in the Premiership this season Nubley for Livy against Rangers Arfield the same game Stephen Welsh did it for Celtic Ash Taylor Kelly Josh Campbell Hibbs Kevin Van Veen obviously Motherwell and Oyunga for St Mirren at the United game at Rugby Park was it Dylan Levitt? It was well done. <laughs> Tremendous, ridiculous, well done. Okay. Hey, if it wasn't Miofsky, was it Duke? No, it was Rabbit not Dane, actually. No. no, but another one is in a very good season. Is that the centre midfielder that scored the long ranger, Clarkson? Nathan Clarkson, well done. And just looking Hearts. at Shankland. No, see, Hearts is trickier. Oh, someone you know well, oh. Alan Forrest. Alan Forrest. Oh, well done. Okay, I'm nearly there. That. You will not get St Johnson's. Is, um, is that all you've got left? St Johnson and Ross County. Could we guess that I wore a Edwards and it wasn't right? Well, Ross County's is predictable. Big Jordan White. Big Jordan White. Oh, I think we'll give up on St Johnson's. Oh no, we won't. Can I have a clue. You know, he's an answer last week, incidentally. Uh, and the clue I gave then is that he used to play for Motherwell and Sheffield United and Brighton. Jamie Murphy. Jamie Murphy. Oh. Two weeks in a row He's been an answer on A very different question Incidentally But thank you Marvin Thank you Roger And thank you Thanks for listening And tweeting Keeping us company uh, Much appreciated as always Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Are here from 6 tomorrow And Amber is up next <laughs>